Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. <laughs> This is not okay, I thought. And no matter where I walked, he followed me closely, staring at me, making faces. It was incredibly uncomfortable. He was literally breathing down my neck. My skin crawled. It was one of those moments where you wish you could hit pause and ask everyone watching, well, what would you do? Do you stay calm, keep smiling, and carry on as if he weren't repeatedly invading your space? Or do you turn, look him in the eye, and say loudly and clearly, back up, you creep. Get away from me. I know you love to intimidate women, but you can't intimidate me, so back up. You are fake news. Very fake news. Hello and welcome to the show. Great show. Terrific show. Tremendous show. Not creepy at all show. Frankly, the best. <laughs> you can ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. Blanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Rebecca Bond. Welcome. Hey, yo. Probably the most fun I've had making an intro. <laughs> In a while, a good I, intro. I was like, I need some creepy music for Hillary here. Well, I'm listening to it, I don't know what I was uh, more scared by. Her her chilling description there, or just hearing her voice again. It's like <laughs> Halloween struck early this year, and we get to listen to Hillary, She's uh, Hillary Clinton's. She's back. Yeah, her dreadful voice. I don't, how did we do that for a year? Uh, we did, somehow. We did, we did it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, just the two of us this week. No guest, but I have it on good authority. There's a good one for next week. Uh, Sticks Hexenhammer 666 will return for an He's interview He's forgiven segment. us for the epitome fiasco. <laughs> He's going to have another go on Beauty and the Beta. Oh, I'm just going <laughs> to shut up this time, I think. Yeah. So, um, so we plan to have him back next week for an interview segment. So that'll be fun. Look forward to that. Man, uh, it's not like there's a shortage of great Trump protest clips. Like Trump protesters have really reshaped my political worldview in the last year and a half. Like they're so awful in every conceivable yeah. way that I've migrated over to team Trump because he's just not as awful as they are. So there's no shortage of like meme Trump protest clips, but this might've been the best one this week. This, uh, I don't know if he's an Antifa or not. So I just call him Antifa Pepperball guy. That's what the internet's calling him. I don't know if he's technically Antifa. I was under the impression he was. Yeah. Anyway, pegged, what what looks like square in the nuts with a tear gas canister <laughs> will hear his description apparently it was a few inches off close enough close enough for comedy purposes but if you didn't hear uh he did a reddit ama 
and he spoke with local media after the events that helped police officers arrest him <laughs> and, give, and give him felony charges this week. So there's a lot to report for Antifa pepper balls guy. We'll go through that. You heard it there in the intro in the intro. Hillary is back. She leaked these not leaked. It sounds like she gave these uh, these excerpts of her new book. What happened to Morning Joe? And there's a few different clips of her describing what happened, including that horrible, fateful night of the town hall debate. Uh, but she's not the only Democrat who doesn't seem to get it. We always talk about, um, man, it's like Trump has his mess ups, but then the Democrats can never capitalize. Some cl- yeah. additional clips for you this week. Elizabeth Warren goes on a radio show and is asked to condemn Antifa, much like Trump has been asked to condemn white supremacists, whatever. Refuses to do it. She refuses to do it. She pulls a Trump and won't won't condemn Antifa. And it's a great clip. And then Howard Dean delivers the Democrats' new PR strategy. I don't know where he came up with this one. Apparently in 2018, vote Democrat or you're racist. That's a new that's a new thought. New thought coming from the Democratic Party. Yeah, all their thought leaders. Howard Dean, of all people. One uh, noise and it was just over for him. Yeah, it's hard to gosh. That's like that's 13 years ago now. Oh my Dean God, screen. was it really? Yeah. yeah, this is Howard Dean now. Feel feel old yet? We'll uh, <laughs> we'll get to that segment later. Um. Oh, you know how much I love and I think you appreciate too. Hoax hate crimes, or in this case, just hoax hate. Hoax hate is great. There's a especially hoax hate notes. So we've got a doozy <laughs> of a hoax hate note. To analyze this, Hawaiian legislator claims to have received a hate letter in the mail on behalf of, quote, we Trump people. Huffington Post buys it in full. A Twitter detective does not. Who's right? We will sort it out or try to. That's how I start all of my letters. Yeah. We Trump people. No, no that letter start, starts off, uh, dear bitch. Is <laughs> First, it's dated August 9th, 2017, and then it's dear bitch. I got to say, we have looked yeah. at a lot of hoaxes um, and hoax hate crimes over the course of our show. And I think that this may be the most transparently fake. It reads the, the fakest, like it the, the, the letter fakest. itself. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, hey, it, it seems like this is an old story already, but I did want to go through it. It was the viral story this week. ESPN removes an Asian football announcer <laughs> named Robert Lee, who is scheduled to call the University of uh, Virginia opening football game, season opening football game. Um, and ESPN gives a few reasons why none of them are particularly satisfying. Like they give a terrible reason up front and then people ask for clarification and then they give arguably a worse answer. I don't know. I found myself vastly more sympathetic when I heard their reasoning. I was like, really? that makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll push back on that. Cause I think <laughs> maybe you saw a different reasoning than I did. Cause I saw two pieces. The second one's even dumber. I think we'll see. Uh, it has a lot to do with, and actually m- the reason I think it's dumb is it relates to the final topic tonight that I want to, no, not the final. I can't forget the terror attack of the week. We will have the terror attack of the week. Of course, then we'll have the final topic. The final topic is the first of these limited YouTube videos are appearing. The first one I've seen is a Jared Taylor video on race and IQ. Yeah. And we, so we have a look at what this limited state on YouTube looks like. You get a warning before the video. You can't like it. You can't comment. You can't do the auto share. Was yeah. that video posted by American Renaissance or was it just somebody that had mirrored the video? That one, the one that we're going to look at is by American Renaissance. I'm okay. 
pretty sure, but we'll take a look. And then I've seen it mirrored on other channels and it's not in the limited state on other ah, channels. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah. I was wondering if the link that somebody sent me was a mirrored one. Yeah. And the interesting thing is, of course, what happens when you say, hey, everybody, don't look at this. Please <laughs> yeah. do not look at this. It's way too offensive. It's kind of the same thing that happened with Robert Lee. Hey, everybody, please don't make memes of Robert Lee. Those wouldn't be funny and they'd be very unfortunate. <laughs> Similar effects that we see uh, Barbara Streisand on patrol. Anyway, uh, and of course, we will take super chat comments and questions in between topics with an asterisk. More on that in a moment. Amending our super chat policy a little bit. Uh, but it will be all this and more on your favorite hour listening material. Thank you for liking the show on YouTube. Thank you for reviewing the show on iTunes. Thank you for keeping us afloat, helping us upgrade stuff on Patreon. Thank you for emailing us. That is beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. There's more of the show on the audio platforms. iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Wherever you find your podcasts, you can find us. They're all linked conveniently in the description for you. Okay. So uh, some housekeeping items. We're not going to talk about um, Hurricane Harvey too much tonight, but man, the scenes coming out of the Gulf Coast and Houston in particular, not looking great. So this is you know special shout out to uh, our friends listening in the Houston area, the Texas in Texas, the Gulf Coast area generally. I have linked the Red Cross donation page for uh, Hurricane Harvey relief specifically. So if you want to make a contribution to uh, help out people that could need it, that is the place to do it. I'll be Isn't making that a contrib- Mr. Steven Suarez's hometown. It is Steven Suarez's hometown. Oh, I hope and, he and asked for matter safe. Yeah. He, uh, he tweeted me a picture earlier today and you know, cars are partially submerged around their Yikes. apartment complex. So it's looking rough. Uh, so we hope everybody is safe. And again, if you want to help uh, support those people, there's a link in the description to do that via the red cross. Oh, uh, of course, I have to fake news myself. We talked about <laughs> we talked about car attacks last week, and I was tallying which ones were related to Islamic yeah. attackers and which ones weren't. Well, I said the one in Melbourne, Australia wasn't, and that's because I looked at the Australian media and bought them at face value, saying it was a mental health episode. And then several people emailed <laughs> me, tweeted me, uh, where's my fake news sounder? So this is, this is for those of you who got in touch with me. You are fake news. Very fake news. Because I deserved that because I didn't look into it fully. I bought the media line. It turns out, yeah, witnesses say the guy was shouting Allahu Akbar. Uh, which means if I'm correct, Shocking. I might fake news myself again. And I have to go back and look at that CBC article. If I'm correct, the, uh, then every single one on their list of car attacks, except for Charlottesville, was Islamic. Yeah, and the Charlottesville guy was actually schizophrenic. So we want to hmm. talk about mental health issues, then there it is. Hmm. Okay. But anyway, there's my fake news on that. Uh, real quick, uh, as I've said the last few weeks, my survivor pool, my NFL survivor pool is still open. So if you want to make your picks on a weekly basis against me and about 60 other people right now, go ahead and send me an email. I'll get you an invite to the survivor pool. Matthew L. Christensen at gmail.com. One piece of listener art that goes directly into uh, the amended super chat policy that I said, this was sent to us by Joe Man. And we got a, uh, it's appropriately titled The Final Solution of this comic. And it shows the dilemma that we reach when we have a, uh, a static amount of time or a, you know the same amount of time available to read Super Chats and the number of Super Chats increases. Uh, so he gives us a little uh, graph of that there. And then, of course, there's me reading, oh, geez, oh, golly, guys, oh, shucks, what are we going to do? There's so many Super Chats. And Blonde has a flashback to Econ 100 at Cuck State University. 
where the professor says one of the most basic principles of economics is that when demand goes up and supply remains the same, the price of the product will go up. This occurs because blah, blah, blah. Point is, we reluctantly have amended the policy to say we're going to read $5 Super Chats and up on Sunday nights, which bums me out because I appreciate... Uh, all super appreciate. chats, yeah. Yes, all super chats matter, um, but so does the so does the the quality of the show. And yeah, yeah. So I listened Wednesday, back last week, and we, it was like thirty to forty minutes, which was yeah, super it, chats. It's too long. It's, it's too, just long. too long. Yeah. So, um, so we're gonna start at five, and and hopefully that will level it out a little bit. Um, we appreciate everybody who supports the show so much, and and so please don't be angry at us for that. Uh, we I'm do sorry. what we can. Uh, we will we will do our best. Uh, I think we can still read them all on Wednesday nights. And Wednesday night, the call-in show is the more interactive show. So we'll be able to keep doing it then. Hey, uh, speaking of Super Chat, I have just a couple of fun fun videos to look at before we dive into the meaty topics. But if you want to take a Super Chat break now, we could do that. Uh, yeah, we got a few. We should. We, we had a lot of pre-show Super Chats. So Ooh. Dakota Standing gave us $20. Thank you very much. Sorry I can't watch live this week. Here's my weekly $20. Thank, Thank you, you so much. We really appreciate it. Um, then we have $20 from somebody just called N. Just N. Just N. They're sexualizing young girls on TV, and it's getting to the point where even I have a problem with it. It should not be this way. I don't know what hmm. made you say that, but that is true. And thank Well, you it depends on if you count Lactatia as a girl, too. I actually got an email and it was like this super chat shit or not super chat. This uh, surprise cringe shit. It, it's got to stop. It has to stop. <laughs> and I was like, I know, right? I know. No, um, I've got plenty of emails that say the other uh, that say otherwise. <laughs> I'm afraid, but I, I'm have, only going to pick the best ones. Only, okay, only those worthy. Okay. As long as I have your promise that you're only going to pick the best ones. Yeah, um, you've got to be really we have famous Squirrel Night. Thank you very much. Gave us another yeah. 20 euro. Give it up for Dakota, everyone, which is the first person that gave us the donation. Thank you very ah, much. Thank you. Then we have $20 from Wesley Paul. Um, God damn, does it feel good to see your beautiful faces. Thank you, Wesley <laughs> Paul. We appreciate it. I don't know if that's ever been said before. Thank you. <laughs> I know. Thank you. <laughs> first Westphalian time for everything. Con, I know, right? Uh, Westphalian <laughs> Con gave us $5. Uh, Kill Bang Mary Trigglypuff Natalie Hag Lena Dunham. That, that one's for you. Natalie wow. Hag. Oh, she's the fat chick on the plane. Um, I don't, man, that's just like a, it, it, I could just choose it by, I don't know. Kill, kill, dice. kill. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't see a meaningful distinction between much of any of them. They're all kind of the same annoying mass to me. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I feel like for the good of humanity, you have to kill Lena Dunham and then whatever else you do doesn't okay. really matter. Fair, fair. I'll go with Just that. marry Triglypuff. Um, uh, I mean, they are interchangeable. They're interchangeable. I can't, I can't make a distinction. Then we've got five euro from somebody called message deleted. Hmm. I think that is literally their name. Yeah. Yeah. As in, um, yeah, I get you. Uh, a reference you to that. what you do on your channel. Yeah, really? Uh, and then <laughs> Scott Malavi, $5 here with intact balls to see the show. What? Oh, nice. That's a, well, that's a reference to pepper balls, which we'll get oh, to momentarily. God. I believe. And then Alexander Bear gave us $5. Thank you so much for that. $20 from David Harris. Sushi and a beer for you, Matt. Matt, send 77% for a blonde later. <laughs> uh, if I even choose to pay a hashtag wage cap. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah, there you go. Then we Thank have you, um, Mass gave us $10. I had forgotten about the shrieking eldritch horror that is Hillary even existed. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Um, 
And then Huvian Roxas gave us five dollars. Hurricane Harvey's Harvey's going to do going to have to do a lot more to make me miss you guys. Thank you so much. Oh, awesome. Wish us Texans luck. And then yeah. Steven Suarez gave us two dollars. I'm going to break this rule. He said thanks for the shout out. We're okay for now. So awesome. There you go. And we are ready to go. Okay. So I just had a, in terms of uh, like stuff that doesn't fit in the rest of the show. There were a couple of clips this week that I really enjoyed. And then one of them ties into the, to the Antifa pepper balls guy, which we'll get to, but did you see, so this was the eclipse week. It was kind of cool here. We talked about it on Wednesday. I mean, it was neat, but I'm not, I don't have eclipse mania like a lot of people do. Yeah, neither do I. Did you see Shepard Smith on Fox news? Apparently I forced- didn't, I, I kind of wanted to get a live reaction on this. Okay. One. I saw yeah. The so this is, um, this is Shepard Smith who apparently was forced to cover. I don't know. I'm guessing by based on his, the way he's acting that he's didn't really want to cover the eclipse and yet is being forced to do it. This is him all day on Fox news. This is total eclipse of the sun watch 2017 on Fox news channel. The, the excitement must be building and building like, like fireworks. If I put this here, and my phone here, I have a total eclipse of the phone. Fascinating, <laughs> it's amazing. Oh my God, the moon has gotten in front of this. Okay, well, I, I, I don't know, it's interesting looking. Wow, would you look at that? It's a total eclipse of the sun. And you look up at- They know this is all it's gonna be, right? Just a, just a moon over a sun. Oh, the sun's coming back <laughs> now. are coming out. Oh my goodness, that didn't last long. Yeah. Wanna see a total eclipse of this monitor? How about, can, it's totally eclipsed. So <laughs> here, it's a little darker than usual, but uh, it's not, like, dark. According to one legend from ancient China, China, people were scared that a dragon might eat the sun, which it's always something to consider. How was it? Was it everything? So that, I thought oh, that was boy. pretty fun. That was, was more fun drunk? than the eclipse. Maybe. Maybe. I don't oh, know. He seemed, pretty, uh, he seemed pretty with it. I can just imagine what their what their meeting was like before this. He was like, "Listen, I don't want to do any fucking eclipse stuff. You're not going to make me do any eclipse stuff. I don't <laughs> want to do it." It was all day eclipse, nonstop <laughs> eclipse. But uh, yeah, so that was great. I appreciated that. I thought that was I thought that was funny because all the media coverage I saw was just. Ugh. I mean, I'm not saying it's not cool, but come on, people. Like this is a natural occurrence that I mean, it's fun to look at. It's fun to well, not directly. Did you see the clip of the president looking directly at the sun? Yeah, didn't he tell Melania, like, don't look at it? Well, it's just, I wish I had the clip. I wish I'd saved it. But that's such, if that's how it, that's how I envision it happening is him talking to Melania, him talking to Melania saying something like, people say you're not supposed to look directly <laughs> at it, but I don't care. And then he just does it. I don't know. Who knows how it Leader happens. of the free world. I'm looking at this eclipse. But speaking of the president, uh, he goes to Phoenix and he gives a campaign style rally and the usual protesters, presumably Antifa, I don't know. The usual protesters are outside. Trump devotes part of his speech to ripping on Antifa. Did you see this wonderful internet creation of Trump's Antifa song? No. Oh, this is fantastic. It, it takes a little bit to, for you to get it, but then the punchline is great. It's well worth the wait. So just hang on. To be with a few people outside. How about, how about all week we're talking about so that was pretty great uh so but the the main the main part of this show is there's the protests outside 
And I don't know a lot about who was protesting or the circumstances in which the police decided that enough was enough and started moving on these protesters to disperse them with tear gas canisters. One of them is a particular individual. You've all seen the clip by this point in the week. But he's out there kicking and apparently throwing the gas canisters back at the police. So we'll just review the clip of what that looked like really quickly. But then there's there's much more in terms of what has actually happened to him after the fact. So this is the the, the viral yeah, clip this week. Yeah, as we're watching, Derek, I mean, you can see the crowd screaming. backing up but still facing uh, that line of officers in, in defiance. Nate, you just saw one of the protesters go up there and actually yeah, kick a can of that. Yeah, there's that are kicking the pepper spray back and a guy just got Never shot with a rubber bullet a guy that guy that you're looking at right now just got hit with what i think is with a rubber bullet and note the colin kaepernick jersey of the guy who's helping him that might be the best part it's just could rise on the ground for a little yeah oh i lost you for a second oh there you go now you're coming back uh and, and of course there were several we'll let this play out but so yeah the officers are not uh you know not messing around at all now, there were several musical additions to this clip, many, many to go through. My personal favorite was the one that Ben Shapiro had requested, which was the uh, I Will Always Love You version. Nate, you just saw one which of the protesters this. go up there and actually yeah, kick a can of that. Like I said, many, many good ones. This meme that came out too, I love this. Good night, left nut. That was circulating <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> I also, there was a Titanic version. There was, um, there was like a turn down for what version. I can't, there's a million different musical versions. They're all great, but the, uh, wh- so something about the, dun, dun, that Whitney Houston, when it hits heavy like that, that's, uh, yeah, it fits well with that. Okay. So the rest of the story here is that he is then... Um, like I said, he he goes on Reddit, this guy who got hit in the crotch with the, the canister goes on Reddit and says, I'm the guy who was hit in the, in the crotch. Ask me anything. And then someone asks, him, yeah, I'm him. And then someone asks, that? well, that's what someone asks him. Aren't you afraid of the police finding this? And he says, nah, it's been a couple of days. I'm pretty sure that like if they were going to do anything, they would have by now. Meanwhile, he's also speaking to local media. And it turns out it's not like they wouldn't have found him without him doing this. They probably could have. But the police said, like, yeah, it was really easy to find him after he did a Reddit AMA and went on the news. And would they have bothered otherwise? Well, that's that's another question, because it does appear that the police are being I mean, the charges against him are quite serious. I'm not saying what he did isn't serious per se, but it does seem like they're going after him. I mean, they're charging him with aggravated assault of uh, on police felony, like three <laughs> felonies he's charged with. So this is getting better and better. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if there's just a little bit of like you know extra middle finger from the police on this one. So check out what he's his interview with the local news. We are bringing you exclusive video. The protester hit near the groin with a gas round is under arrest tonight. Yeah, good evening. This 29-year-old sales and support rep at GoDaddy was booked on four <laughs> charges tonight. 
Police say he posted images and admissions on social media and on local media. This protester said he wasn't trying to attack police. 29-year-old Joshua Stewart Coben wore a look of disbelief and a bandage on his right hand as an officer led him into jail for processing. I got second-degree burns all the way from here to here. He told us yesterday he got the burns while picking up a hot tear gas canister. <laughs> and by the way, as, as, it said, as, in, as it says in the text of this news story, it wasn't like, oh, this shouldn't be here. I'll go put it away. It was picking up and hurling it back at the I cops. I know, I know. It wasn't like, That's hey, this is dangerous. Right now. Yeah. Well, what is this? <laughs> They did say that in the in the text, but they didn't say it in the video. But just to clarify, that's why his hand is burned from picking it up and throwing it at cops. Oh, jeez. And he defended the kick that prompted the shot seen around the internet. I don't equate kicking or putting back tear gas canisters as attacking police. I never attacked a really? police officer. Coben argues that officers were not justified when they broke up Tuesday night's protest with tear gas and pepper balls, even if, he says, a handful of demonstrators threw things at police. My thought process is that um, that was not an unlawful assembly and that I had every right to be there and that tear gas was in the way of myself and other peacefully assembled protesters um, being there. Pain-wise, he said... As I was just saying that, even though he admits that they were throwing things at cops, not just tear gas canisters, but obstacles. Other and thing, yeah. Right. Even though they admit that they were doing that, you know, we were just peacefully demonstrating. Just peacefully demonstrating throwing rocks at cops. Maybe a little urine bottle like last week. Who knows? Jesus. As the gas round left quite a mark, but otherwise, he felt better the next day. I got hit with a pitch in Little League once in the groin. It felt like that. Um, <laughs> it, it missed everything important, so it's just a couple inches too high. So it was just more of a shock and Dang it. you know so your close. body going into the turtle defense mode kind of thing. You know. Now he'll have to go into legal defense mode, facing three felonies and a misdemeanor. And those three felonies are for aggravated assault on a police officer. There's also one misdemeanor count of unlawful assembly. An attorney told us yesterday he thought criminal charges would be unlawful likely in this case because it would be hard to prove that Coben was trying to harm officers. Coben, of course, says he wasn't trying to harm anyone. Police apparently feel differently. Okay, this is, this is an image, this is a screenshot of his Reddit AMA. Uh, I'm the guy from in the blue shorts who got shot in the crotch last night. Ask me anything. Are you worried about the police pressing charges now that you've publicly <laughs> identified yourself? Not really. If they wanted to arrest me, I feel like they would have done that already. They might not have known who you were. <laughs> Oh, boy. Yeah. So to the point, um, I, I, obviously what he's saying is mostly bullshit, if not entirely bullshit. I'd be maybe sympathetic to him, to his argument, if he ex if he said the police were heavy handed in breaking up a protest. That's fine. Maybe there's an argument there. But the point is, if that's the case, if you feel like the police have treated you unlawfully, just obey the police and get a lawyer and deal with that later. Don't start doing this throw stuff at them routine. If, I didn't if know it was assault to throw something at an officer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I would like to talk to a lawyer about this, though, because I was surprised that the charges are as serious as they are against him. Uh, yeah, he could have really hurt somebody. Yeah. Anyway, uh, good luck to him. I think he spent the night in the ER for his burns as well. Aww. And there was a video. I don't have the video, but there was a video circulating of apparently him in his hospital bed. But I didn't know if it was legit or not. It, seemed, it was so silly, it seemed fake. 
It did seem fake. Wasn't his face totally covered like a mummy? Yeah, that's why. Yeah, I, I think that was fake. Okay, good. Because yeah. then, well, now I don't have to fake news myself. Because it seemed so silly that I couldn't believe it was real. At least I can count on. At least uh, if this if this news this local news piece is fake, I can blame them, and yeah. <laughs> it's not my fault. Um. But that's that's really it on uh, Antifa. Well, again, I don't know if he's Antifa or not. If someone can clarify that for me, that'd be that'd be great. But Pepperball's guy, uh, we'll have to follow up with him to see where his legal troubles lead him. This is kind of unclear at this point. I hope they throw the book at him. There's so many layers of karmic retribution on that. The physical yes. thing, and then him acting like a dumbass, getting arrested. So so many well, layers. It, it's so strange to me to kind of. I would like to know what his motivation was for the ask me anything. Are you trying to get your 15 minutes of internet fame out of this or what are you trying to do? Yes. Cause there's no way that it benefits you other than that. Why would you do it? It doesn't benefit you in any way. Cause he's a self-centered millennial. Yeah. Fair enough. That's probably the correct answer. Oh, hey. somebody just said in the live chat that he said that he's not Antifa in the Reddit AMA. Yeah. Hmm. I'd probably lie too, but he doesn't <laughs> seem like he's smart enough to be able to cover his own tracks. So he probably wasn't Antifa if he said he wasn't. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's behaving antifa-ly about that. <laughs> <laughs> so close enough. I mean, I don't want to guilt by association on all this. I'll, I'll take him at his word on his on his memberships or whatever. But fu- for functional purposes right now, he's basically an antifa person to me. He's out there with a gas mask throwing canisters at police officers and behaving like a jackass. Right. So. Agreed. Anyway, I'm not going to stop calling him Antifa Pepperballs guy. I'll just put an asterisk <laughs> on it. I'll fake news myself if I have to. But in real Antifa news, or again, I, well, I guess I presumably Antifa news. This is from Boston um, because we all know we, we talked about Boston last week. Of course, in Boston, n- no, virtually no. I say virtually because I think there was one guy shown to have been there. Virtually no white supremacist neo-Nazis. None of the Charlottesville people were in Boston, and yet, of course, everyone reacted as though they were there. Yeah, and wasn't the turnout crazy? What, what it was like thirty thousand people? Yeah, I saw forty, and then oh, the actual shit. rally attendees were under a hundred. Oh, and God. so that was the problem in Boston: is you have, um, well, it's a supply and demand problem again. There's a lot of demand to beat Nazis, and but where are the Nazis? But where, but where are the Nazis? And so when um, when you have that sort of problem, Antifa just says, "Hey." Do any of us look kind of like skinhead Nazi guys? Just fight them. Just kick their asses. This is footage out of Boston. This man was punched in the face by someone who allegedly mistook him for a neo-Nazi. You do not hit somebody that you assume is a neo-Nazi. You cannot do that. How about you just don't hit people? Don't hit anybody. <laughs> right. It's it is weirdly phrased. Like, don't assume they're neo-Nazi. Don't hit anyone you assume well, is a neo-Nazi. Well, you should ask them first, right? We Are need, you a neo-Nazi? And if they say yes, then you can yeah. kick their ass. We need conclusive proof, guys. <laughs> like, there's a certain standard, a certain burden of proof we have to uphold here. Anyway. Do not do that. He is on our side. Do not do that. Oh. Tens of thousands of people counter-protesting. Oh, yes, a right-wing rally in Boston. Right, far right. I'm not exactly sure right now. 
white supremacist groups are planning more rallies in the U.S. That's not what Boston was. No. Boston was not a white supremacist rally. It was an Antifa rally for all intents and purposes. Pretty much. Yeah. Which I guess I haven't seen exactly what's happened in Berkeley today, but it looks like that's basically what happened in Berkeley again today. I can't keep up with the Berkeley Antifa riots. So No, but I did see a video right before we went on of somebody just getting the shit kicked out of them. Like I did. Yeah. 15 people just laying on the ground like, ah, yeah. Well, I assume that the proper paperwork was submitted and this person was a confirmed (laughs) neo-Nazi and therefore it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's fine. Okay. That's all. That's your, that's your Antifa or general rowdy. uh, That's your peaceful counter protest update. How about that? (laughs) So before we get into Hillary and and some of the Democrats here, you want to take another super chat break? Sure do. Um, We have Constantine the Mediocre said, Hillary can laugh at the death of Gaddafi and the hundreds of thousands of ensuing and hundreds of thousands of deaths ensuing, but is uncomfortable because a so-called scary man is standing behind her. (laughs) It's so when we'll talk about that in a few minutes, but I was appalled when I was listening to this today. I'm like, God, just just shut up. Um, then we have squirrel Knight gave us five euro. Why'd you block me for a few minutes? Don't make me cry blonde. I actually did not do anything. So it must have been maybe it was Jay Fry. Yeah, but Jay then Fry's it says it says in the live chat that Jay Fry did. Oh, well, then how'd it happen? I don't know. I mean, it, he's not hmm. blocked. A super chat just came through. So sorry. Oh. I don't know why that happened. YouTube's glitchy. Um, $10 from Premier Starfish. What do you guys think is a positive way for people to channel their desire to belong to something greater than themselves? It seems like a lot of people follow that desire to dangerous places. Um, hmm. I mean, I would say. I, I would really like to move back to Catholicism. It's uh, I was brought up Catholic, but I kind of have gone a more secular route. And because I just can't sign up for any of this or really believe it, I think I'm just too cynical and skeptical. But if I had that bone in my body, I would say Christianity would be the answer to that one. Yeah, I wish I had a good answer for that because uh, the the older I get, the more my world perspective develops, the more individualist I get. Mm-hmm. And that is the trade-off is that a lot of, the good things that can go with group identity, because there are good things that come, oh, come yeah, with group yeah. identity and sense of community and all these things. And uh, like the like the uh, person said, belonging to something that's greater than yourself. Ah, that is that's you don't want to go too far down the the individual. You don't want to go full hermit, I guess is what. <laughs> yeah, is what I'm yeah. saying. Although I'm, I kind of dream of a hermit utopia for myself. So oh, it would be so great, like a I life be the where I didn't have to, to talk ask. to anybody. Yeah. Coffee by vending machine, no interactions yeah. the whole day. It'd be wonderful. Gosh, isn't that the best part of automation? Not talking <laughs> to people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I so would yeah, I'm probably the wrong guy to ask, but to get involved mm. on a community level, also that that will probably help you feel like yeah. You're there's um, somewhere. is it Robert Putnam? That was a classic uh, piece that I that I read a long time ago when I was in school. But it's a it's a piece called Bowling Alone. And it's just about the decline of like club membership in the United States. People go bowling alone now. You know, there's no more bowling clubs. There's no more. Uh, everybody meets up to do this or that together. I mean, those things kind exist. Of yeah, but it's but it's not like it used to be in uh, you know classic American times of like the 50s or 60s or something like that. Oh yeah, that's true. But I think that people are really developing the strong desire to move away from technology, at least in given you know, periods for an hour, a few hours every week. Like if I don't get away from the internet and from technology and do something in nature, at least a few times a week, I'll 
I'll lose my mind. Yeah, exactly. I hold myself to that too. It's um, and so I think people need that. I mean, I think people are like sick of looking at their iPhones all the time, and they're like, "Wow, I wish I was in a bowling league." Yeah. Maybe we'll yeah. see something come back. Hmm. Um, let's keep cruising through these. Uh, Shane Boatwright gave us $10. That was just so perfect. I want to be there. Shepard Smith had not felt so alive to me since I was listening to Glenn Beck in middle school. Yeah, I was one of those. That's true. I can't recall seeing him that animated or that energetic before, but I don't yeah, watch him frequently yeah. either. I really do believe they got in a fight with the producers before that. And he was <laughs> like, I'm sick of doing these jobs. Yeah. He's probably going to like retire next month and doesn't give a <laughs> yeah. shit anyway. No hard-hitting pieces for Shepard. Yeah. Um, then Chanelly, Chanelly, Chanelly 8 gave us $10. Shepard Smith has been so much more relaxed and enjoying his job since he came out. It's cool. Maybe oh, that's yeah, it. I forgot about that. That He's might be it, too. He's super gay and happy, and, and that's what's hmm. going on here. Um, Reverend Fat Dave gave us $10. The total eclipse was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in my life. After seeing it, I understand why people chase them. The pictures do not hmm. do it justice. It was completely amazing. I'm glad you enjoyed it almost as much as Shepard Smith did. That's probably um, true. I'm, sh I'm sure I would have found it way more cool if I was in it. Cause it was cool here. Like I, I was outside for like 10 minutes and I was kind of enjoying it, but I didn't get the full like 360 degree sunset and yeah. full darkness and all that. Um, so if, if I didn't have to drive, you know, hours to get there, I probably would have yeah. considered it, but, um, then Scott Malabi gave us $5 rocks and bottles of piss. What did they expect? <laughs> um, it's all part of it. We need a peaceful protesting kit, you know, <laughs> like you have, um, like prepper kits and stuff, but you need like a, a peaceful protester kit of pre-filled bottle of urine, yeah, bricks, yeah. uh, yeah. of course, lighters, uh, and other flammables, things like that. All the a mask, for a, a Molotov a cocktail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Just Ain't That Way gave us $4.99. And I only say that because then Squirrel Knight gave us $5.01 and said, I take that one cent for Just Ain't That Way. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. Josh D. Marshall gave us $5. A crotch shot seen around the world. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Yeah. Spock, $5. 1991, game six, bottom of the 11th. Kirby Puckett, Homer to left center field. I was there. And we'll see you tomorrow night. He was there, he says. That's very cool. I know what he's talking about, but you don't. That's fine. I don't. But I'm glad <laughs> it's you It's baseball do. stuff, yeah. Uh, oh, baseball stuff. Um, yeah. Mr. Oh, that way I just said that one. Uh, Scott Malabi, another $5. Internet claims another peaceful protester. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Roy Kidman, $5. Shapiro is the hottest autistic Jew since Woody Allen. <laughs> Did you know Ben's cousin Mara played Matilda? No, um, I didn't know they were related. And I'm not. But I guess they kind of look alike. If you put a wig on Ben, they might look exactly the same. Actually, I wouldn't be able to tell them apart. <laughs> and I can't read the rest of that because it talks about Anne Frank. So let's, okay. let's move on. And then we've got Dangerous Spaces gave us five dollars. <laughs> so the police miss the important stuff. That means Pepper Balls can still have kids. <laughs> Passing the moron genes to the next generation. Fantastic. Yeah, um, bummer. And then it, it should have been natural in. selection. Yeah, really. And then one just came in from Lucas Devlin. Matt, two large tech, or for fourteen eighty eight as usual. Of Matt, course. two large tech companies are now looking to move operations to Bozeman, meaning more Dems. Please do your part to keep Montana a red state by using your platform to tell everyone how awful Montana is. Well, we've got a lot of uh, there's a lot of tech jobs that exist here already, but I will tell everyone for sure it sucks here. Don't move here; it's terrible. You do, well, not listeners of this show. You guys can come here, but if you share it with your <laughs> dumb friends who live in Nothing. the Bay Area or something, you guys, it sucks here. Um, no, there's a lot of good tech jobs. Uh, se several of my friends have worked in them. Greg Gianforte, Congressman Body Slam, 
uh, Congressman Body Slam, of course, our my congressman, the state's congressman. He he had a big uh, tech firm called Right Now Technologies, and they sold off to Oracle, and now Oracle runs it here. But um, oh, really? But yeah, I mean, uh, and and of course, Greg is a Republican congressman now, so I don't know if it's as saturated with uh, crazies. The other thing about the Democrats here is. There are still people ask me, are there any Democrats that you'd still support? There are still a handful in this state. I don't know if I would support in a race or not. Depends who they run against. But I still find them reasonable Mm. on several issues. There are some Western Democrats who are not like the crazy ones we're about to watch. Um, So it's not a lost cause here. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of normal people and i, like I haven't done my job then the yeah. uncucking is not complete no no I, I can make the case for you another time they they're western democrats who get it on a lot of things especially guns for example so they're like classical liberals uh yeah i mean they probably still believe in a larger role for government than a lot of people are are comfortable with but they're not crazy on like the cultural marxism bullshit yeah but or, or Amendment, gun that's stuff. huge yeah. yeah all right i'll cut up mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's uh, since I'm trying to make a case for some Democrats, let's let's bring the pendulum back and remind us how crazy the thought leaders of their party are. Sorry, my coaster is covered with something there. I got to make sure not to get stains on this very important world market desk that on which the show is run. <laughs> Do you have your cores? Uh, sorry, what? Do you have your cores? Are you are you drinking? No. Cores? So remember, I got uh, I got blue moons. People missed the oh, call-in yeah. show. I was at I. I'll tell the story real quick, but I stopped by the gas station and I, I don't know why I just felt like leaving Coors for a little bit and picked up some blue moons, but I've come to realize that they're owned by the same company. Anyway, <laughs> Coors Light uh, or Coors Light owns blue Coors Miller Coors owns blue moon or whatever Coors. I wasn't going to bring this up. They didn't discuss the wage gap, but they were still out on hashtag women's equality day, posting a bunch of quasi propaganda from Coors Light. Don't go the Bud Light route. Don't, I mean, if I they know, hire, didn't you learn anything from Bud Light, the, Budweiser? I I will, I will personally never drink Budweiser. Not that I did before, no. but just because of the Amy Schumer crap. I don't even think that they finished that campaign out. I think that no, they were supposed mean. to do a few more. God, they were terrible. They and were Seth just so bad, too. so cringy. You mean my oh. mom makes less than my dad, and it's legal? <laughs> yes, Seth. No, it's not. That was God. a really good impression. <laughs> Good. that's how we talk that's seth rogan in every movie it's garbage anyway. <laughs> god okay let's, let's get back to the topic here uh hillary okay so hillary's back hillary as we said she gives a segment of her new book what happened to <laughs> to morning joe and they play some of these clips um they're basically two topics one in which she sort of expresses her general um, regret that she was unable to live up to what a lot of people's hopes were and she wasn't able to defeat Donald Trump. Before everybody listens to this, this is the most half-assed, humble, bragging apology I've ever heard in my life. I'm sorry I couldn't deliver. That's not really what happened. You were incompetent all the way through and everybody hated your guts. Well, that's why I'm trying to choose my words carefully is because I'm trying to be as generous with her as possible, which why would I be? Um, but, but I'm with you. Like, I don't think I think there's kind of a slimy motive or intent under a lot of the words that she's saying. No, not yeah, I know. Surprise. Shock. Um, and then the second part you heard in the intro there is her describing that second town hall debate where she says Donald Trump is sort of stalking her from behind and she's terrified. So this is what some of that sounded like. 
Welcome back to Morning Joe. We have obtained an exclusive excerpt from Hillary Clinton's new book. First, here's what the Democratic nominee had to say about why she's revisiting last year's losing bid for the White House. This is my story. I want to pull back the curtain on an experience that was exhilarating, joyful, humbling, infuriating, and just plain baffling. Writing this wasn't easy. Every day that I was a candidate for president, I knew that millions of people were counting on me, and I couldn't bear the idea of letting them down. But I did. I couldn't get the job done, and I'll have to live with that for the rest of my life. In the excerpt we have, Secretary Clinton also addressed this moment from October. You'll remember this, when Donald Trump stood directly behind her while the two candidates debated at Washington University in St. Louis. This is not okay, I thought. It was the second presidential debate, and Donald Trump was looming behind me. Two days before, the world heard him brag about groping women. Now we were on a small stage, and no matter where I walked, he followed me closely, staring at me, making faces. It was incredibly uncomfortable. He was literally breathing down my neck. My skin crawled. It no, there was literally like five or six feet of space between you as the I know, shows I know. Now that you're listening, we actually talked about this before the show, but I was like, it really, she's really trying to make it sound like Trump was making sexual advances on, on her. And now that you're listening to it again, does it, does that seem more obvious to you? Well, I don't know. I don't know if I go that far. I mean, she she says looming behind me days after he the grabber by the pussy incident. Yeah, like, there's the breathing down the neck thing. Breathing which is down kind the neck thing. This all and, sounds yeah. like she's trying to set the stage for him sexually harassing her, which is just hilarious to me. <laughs> I mean, come on. That'd be an interesting uh, game show. Like, how much would you have to be paid to sexually harass Hillary Clinton? I mean, it's, there's just no way. Like, look at who Donald Trump sleeps with. I mean, bidding starts at like five hundred dollars. I'll pay you five hundred dollars <laughs> to hit on Hillary Clinton. No way. No way. I mean, you don't have to way follow higher. through with it, like yeah. with the deed. Uh, no, just harass. Not actually. Not actually. Five hundred bucks. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I'll breathe down her neck a little bit for that. <laughs> Okay. It was one of those moments where you wish you could hit pause and ask everyone watching, well, what would you do? Do you stay calm, keep smiling, and carry on as if he weren't repeatedly invading your space? Or do you turn, look him in the eye, and say loudly and clearly, back up, you creep. Get away from me. I know you love to intimidate women, but you can't intimidate me, so back up. I the great thing about this, too, do you ever see that Simpsons episode where Marge, I can't remember the episode, but Marge has some kind of confrontation with a person and then she's driving home and she thinks, man, it would have been so great if I would have, if I would have said, shut up, you stupid idiot or something like that. <laughs> man, but I couldn't. It, this is totally what happened is um, it's, it's Hillary thinking what she thinks is a clever line after the fact. This was not going through her head at the time. She thought, no, man, can I, I think can of a imagine? zinger? If she had said that, it would have been the end. <laughs> I mean, it, it would have no, worked really well ended. with her base. They would have loved it. Like your core Democrat yeah, would have maybe, eaten that. Right? Up. Maybe you're right. But I don't know how the how the swing voter would take it. I don't know. But it may, it would have made her look somehow more uncouth than Trump, even though he was well, being somewhat erratic in, within the debates. Yeah, you got to remember this was the debate too with the famous "Yeah, because you'd be in jail" line. <laughs> remember that? So I think she probably could have benefited from being a little. From from yeah. matching his his snippiness a little bit, she probably could have benefited from that. But calling him a creep though, I, that wouldn't have worked. 
Yeah. I know that you love to intimidate women, but you can't intimidate me. That's the line that it took her months to write. So, yeah. I chose option A. I kept my cool, aided by a lifetime of dealing with difficult men trying to throw me off. I did, however, grip the microphone extra hard. I wonder, though, whether I should have chosen option B. It certainly would have been better TV. Maybe I have overlearned the lesson of staying calm, biting my tongue, digging my fingernails into a clenched fist, smiling all the while, determined to present a composed face to the oh. world. <laughs> and then oh my somebody, god that makes me so I, mad i love twitter and just the, the the classic memes that come out somebody put it over footage of her and bill and it's just please tell us more about how creepy men really bother you he followed me closely staring at me making faces <laughs> it was incredibly uncomfortable he was literally breathing down my neck my skin crawled <laughs> oh my god Okay, I have a few things to say about this, but go ahead if you have anything. So she's saying, maybe I'm just too controlled. Maybe I have too much control. It's total humble bragging. It's like when you're in a job interview and they ask you what your greatest weakness is and you're like, well, sometimes I'm just, maybe I'm just too nice to people. I'm just yeah. too nice to people. It's like, you didn't admit shit. Yeah, the uh, that that one particular quote really bugged me because it seems like she's just passive. Not only is it a humble brag in the way you're describing, but it's kind of passively admitting to her greatest weakness too, which is being fake and like perpetually enraged. So when she says, maybe I've overlearned the lesson of staying calm, biting my tongue, digging my fingernails into a clenched fist, smiling all the while determined to present a composed face to the world that I could summarize that sentence in a word and it would be fake. Yeah, fake like, bitch. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, fake. And uh, she's notorious for flying off the handle. I've heard uh, from some people that have actually met her and worked on her detail in Iraq. And uh, apparently she people are petrified of her. Uh, and there, I've actually heard a few Secret Service people come out and say this, that she just flies off the handle indiscriminately. She's incredibly erratic. She's viciously mean. She'll give people public dress, dressings down. Like, mm. I've heard this from a lot of people. Nobody thinks that Hillary Clinton is known for keeping her cool. <laughs> well, I, I also, I saw your reaction there, too. I hate that line of, I've been trained by a lifetime of dealing with difficult men. Imagine, Ugh. imagine if Donald Trump came out and said, man, I got through the debate, but I've been trained in a lifetime of dealing with unlikable wenches. Bitches. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, unlikable women, whatever you want to say. It would, be, it would be all over the news and it would be another one of his gaffes and it would be this gigantic deal. I, to, to be clear, I would probably prefer that neither candidate said those types of things because it's just dumb. But I think if you're going to be enraged about Donald Trump saying certain things, you should be equally enraged about that statement. Oh, I've, dealt, I've had a lifetime of difficult men. Not really. Have you really? Because yeah. it seems to me like you've done quite a lot and there have been a lot of men who have helped you along the way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially because she's in a, politic, a political marriage. Yeah, which well, the, I truly believe has been the agreement from day one sure I, I just can't look at her life and her biography and think this is an example of like just a bunch of men pushing her down pushing her all down the time, yeah not letting her do the things that she wants to do okay sure 
you, no you matter that, that world. 70% of her employees are, are male, her underlings, yeah. you know, no matter the wage gap within her campaign, or maybe that was Elizabeth <laughs> Warren. I can't remember. I'm sure there was oh, probably was a wage. Warren. I'm sure there was probably a wage gap in Hillary's campaign too. Hey, um, speaking of Elizabeth Warren, that's a good, uh, unplanned transition. Oh, have you, you have you heard this clip of Elizabeth Warren on local radio? This is WBSM in New Bedford, Massachusetts, asked directly about Antifa violence, very similar to how Trump has been asked about white supremacism and white supremacist violence over the last uh, few weeks. But this, listening to this, just, uh, well, it gives me a clenched fish, a clenched fist, fingernails digging in. I'm going to grip my beer extra hard and I'm going to put on a face of composure for the audience because this just enrages me listening to this. And uh, after, speci- after specifically condemning the KKK, neo-Nazis, and other white supremacist groups following Charlottesville, uh, President Trump drew criticism from some suggesting that both sides were responsible for the violence on Saturday, uh, absent the presence of uh, white nationalist left-wing protesters through bottles of urine and rocks at police officers. The same occurred last night in Phoenix following the president's rally. Are you prepared to condemn violence on that part of the left-wing um, agitators, such as Antifa, as you have the right-wing uh, white nationalist group? Uh, pigs in a blanket, fry them like, a, fry them like bacon, what do we want, dead cops? Uh, when do we want it now or some of the things they've chanted um you just uh, care to comment on that violence is not the way to go violence is not the way to advance our interests but let's be really clear about what donald trump did he said that there were a lot of good people marching with nazis and white supremacists those are not good people when they march with nazis and white supremacists you want me to pause that's not what he said. He said there are a lot of good people on both sides. I think that verbatim that's what he said. It is. Um and it should also be noted, she's talking about Charlottesville here, and she was asked about Boston. They just, oh, yeah. they just conflate those two things together. They're the same thing. Same thing. I no didn't difference. even notice that pivot. <laughs> yeah, no difference at all. Anyway, there's there's more. Period. Are, is uh, Antifa, those people um, you saw, we saw in the Boston Common, are they good people? I didn't see them marching. What I saw were people who are Nazis and white supremacists, and Donald Trump said those are good people marching with him. They are not good people. Oh, referring to Boston Common, I mean, you know, the forty thousand, um, you know, uh, peaceful, you know, the, the, the peaceful demonstrators versus the uh, very little march with Nazis and white supremacists are not good people. Okay, and then a final what question the for you: What the fuck are you? <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, this is this is the thing. Um, all I want is for if, if you're mad about Trump's response to white supremacists and neo-Nazis and all this, you better be just as mad at that. That's all I'm saying. Like, I, I don't like doing this checkbox of condemn this and condemn that. And I'm fine as long as you say, look, political violence is not OK. I don't care if it's my team or yours. Political violence is not OK. That's good enough for my satisfaction. But if you're outraged at Donald Trump, as she is, for not responding in the exact correct terms to Charlottesville and not checking the boxes of condemnation. And then you're asked about what is obvious on your side. Again, specific examples that the guy gives piss bottles, rocks in Boston, your state, Elizabeth Warren, your, your constituency. That's not Charlottesville. That's not across the country. These are your people who vote for you and send you to DC to work on their behalf. And all you can say is, uh, well, I, I'm not aware of Antifa marching i'm not not aware of them doing Look at the reaction of people on the right to charlottesville i mean it was like four seconds after everybody realized that this was a right-wing person that it was denounced everybody was talking about everybody saying i don't agree with political violence this is a horrible thing i would never advocate for something like this and then you ask somebody on the left and they're like 
Well, is it really the same? Is Antifa really the same thing? I mean, political violence sometimes. It's like if you heard this from people on the right after Charlottesville, everybody would be shitting a brick. Yeah. If if Trump gave the same answer that she just did people would have with roles reversed, out. they'd freak yeah. out. They would freak out absolutely. And I part of the reason I hate that game of checking the boxes of condemnation and apologizing for X, Y, and Z, I'm a fan of apologies where they're due and where they're genuine, but I'm not a fan of like apologies by coercion, which is what they all almost always do. It's right. it's it's like they get this weird satisfaction. Like, <laughs> we got them to apologize. We got them to condemn the groups that we wanted them to condemn. Yeah. It's never that they it's never that they care about the morality of the situation. They just care about getting you to admit something that they want you to admit. And that's the trouble here. It's it, clearly it's not on principle. Clearly it's not Elizabeth Warren saying on principle political violence is not okay and I'm prepared to speak against it when it's Antifa, when it's neo-Nazis. That's all anybody needs to say is they disagree with political violence. That's enough for me. Even if you're, yeah, if you're Elizabeth Warren, if I'm her political advisor, I'll say, look, if you don't want to go as far as to condemn Antifa specifically, that's your out. Just say, on principle, I oppose political violence from anyone. (laughs) There it is. Including Antifa. Right. Done. You just, she just looks like an... (laughs) I don't think that she even addressed anything (sighs) specific to Boston. I don't now think she I knows think what's going on. She just, she just, she just. Do you think she was ignorant to the to Well, I think that that was a, you know, that was contrived. I think that she decided that she was going to pivot to Charlottesville if anybody asked her about Boston. You think that she didn't know what was going on in Boston? No, I, I have a hard time believing that. That, like I said, that's her state. That's her place. You're going to tell me you don't oh, follow see, the yeah. news? Like I guarantee I like you, had every senator. I 100% guarantee you every senator, every member of Congress is getting news clips in their email every morning about what's going on in their state. Oh, Boston sure. is story number one for her in that email. Uh, it's, there's no way. I and mean, if she, she if staff she's, that gives her daily briefings, like if she didn't know about this, then she needs yeah. to fire everybody that works for her. Yeah. I'm sure she did. I mean, yeah. So, you know, just consi- if you want to be outraged, just be consistent in the principles of your outrage. That's all <laughs> yeah. I care about. That is all I care about. And Elizabeth Warren doesn't do that. Uh, by the way, presumpt- I'm, I'm calling it now presumptive Democratic nominee in 2020. Ugh, is Elizabeth that would be Warren. so bad. That would be Hillary level catastrophe. Well, she does have like 5% more charisma. That's all she needs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um, Nobody wants to look at a really old woman for four years. I mean, <laughs> well, sorry. This, as I was saying at the top of the show, the crazy thing is no matter what, no matter what fumbles Trump seems to make, it's like the Democrats are intent on fumbling twice. It's like they have oh, yeah. to, they are chronically incompetent. This election, yeah. I was just talking about this with my fiance the other day. I'm like, can you still believe that this happened? Like Trump was so, was so beatable. I love yeah. him, but you know, until they you understand really that this was this one out. they'll never understand that this was a game of this or that and you guys were you guys were one of those you were this or that and all you have to do is make yourself one percent more appealing than that and you I couldn't know, do it that's it and you're still not doing it because your opposition to this is so irrational and so over the top that i'm left to conclude again it baffles me that i look at donald trump and still as of today and all these presumptive front runners in the democratic party i still look at trump and think like yeah, comparatively more reasonable. Yeah, and I'll, yeah. I'll give you an example of why. So they're talking about this on, on AM Joy, Joy Reid's show on MSNBC. 
Howard Dean, as we were talking about, breaks down what's going on and, and makes the case for why you need to be voting Democrat in 2018 and beyond. Do you think Republicans are getting praise, they, uh, undeserved praise, for only being willing to name Donald Trump and stand up to him when it's actual Nazis that he is uh, excusing? Well, I, we don't know what went on at that dinner, but I think Rip, Mitt Romney came out of that dinner looking pretty terrible. And I think the lesson is don't be with Donald Trump if you don't, look, don't want go, go, down, somewhere down the line, you don't want to look pretty bad. I think it, today, in the 2018 elections, if you vote for a Republican, you're supporting Donald Trump. This has now become a referendum. If you want to vote for a racist in the White House, then you better vote for Republicans. But if you want to vote for the Democrats and really have change, that's where I think America is going. And I think there's a lot more decent Americans than there are the kind of people who supported the folks in Charlottesville. And Trump is in the minority, and that's what the polling shows. So I think this may be the moment that turns uh, America away from the Republican Party, which frankly, long before Donald Trump was dog, whistle, dog whistling race, gay rights, immigrants and Muslims. This is what I don't understand. Oh he says, God. oh, man, Trump is like super racist. And that's why people are going to leave the Republican Party. But it also doesn't matter because they were really racist before Trump. So whatever. Like, okay, dude. You know why no one's going to leave the Republican Party? Because your average person is fucking sick of being called racist all the time when yeah. they're not. Middle yeah. America is turning to the right and they see stuff like this and it offends them because they're nice people and they yeah. aren't racist. And they're like, I'm sick of this shit. I'm never if, voting for another Democrat in my life. Yes. If anyone in Democratic Party leadership is listening to this show, I'm still a person. I There is no guarantee, absolutely no guarantee I'll vote for Trump again in 2020. I would say that as long as the libertarians don't go Gary again, that's probably the home I'll find. But I'm open to an alternative. All I don't know how to build your political strategy. But I do know this, you will never win my vote ever, this is true for Republicans or anyone else, ever win my vote by threatening to call me racist. I will never win my vote I ever know. in a million years. Yeah, I'm like, that's my life now, people calling me racist. Throw yeah. it at me, I don't give a shit. <laughs> you better vote Democrat or else you're a racist. Okay, I guess I'm a racist. There we go. You got me, you got us. We're all racist. Half the country's racist. Good God. Yeah. It's just, and it's so stupid because uh, when they call people racist, um, this is what happens and why people go really far to the right because they're like, well, they're going to call me a racist Nazi anyway. So I guess it yeah. doesn't matter how far right I go when, you know, normally social expectations would temper how, you know, how conservative yeah. you become. And, and it's, it's so annoying, too, because it ignores any and all nuance. Like you're going to tell me somebody voting for Paul Ryan in Wisconsin who has been to his detriment a lot of the times kind of had a a hot and cold relationship with the president. So right. certainly they have their differences. So if I'm a Wisconsin voter and I vote for Paul Ryan, that I'm a racist because he has this loose relationship with Donald Trump. Or if I'm in Nebraska and I vote for Ben Sass or Ted Cruz in Texas, all of these people have notable differences with the president, but you're going to say, oh, it's a Republican vote, so it's racist. So it's Even racist, though yeah. they clearly are borderline, all those guys are borderline never Trumpers themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, it's racist. It's, it's just racist. Okay, fine. I don't want to get too pissed off at this, so I can't listen to them talk anymore because I got to get into the next outrage, which is fake hate mail. Uh, oh, this is should, a good one. But we but should, we should we probably should, yeah super chat before we get in. All right, who was the last one? You guys have been so generous. We got so many of these. A friend of the show, Stan, who um is I think he's recovering from his shoulder injury. So thank you for the yeah, Stan. Uh, I, I know yeah, he, he doesn't have, have to get done. surgery. 
I, do, I do know that, but he was going to have, well, I don't want to review. This is a HIPAA violation if I discuss it anymore. He's <laughs> got a health issue that I hope gets taken care of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Stan said, but hey, Van Jones, Antifa hasn't killed anyone yet, so it's all A-OK, -okay, right? Yeah. Blonde is having a great start to the show. She is so happy. I am. I am just, I'm just beaming. I want to tell everybody why. So yesterday, my fiance was oh, not yeah. supposed to come home for two days, and I was filming yesterday, and I hear a knock on the door, and I'm like, this is some fucking faggot douchebag neighbor that is listening <laughs> to me and is like, you need to stop talking so loud in your apartment. And so I was all pissed, and I'm filming. And then um, I see him walk into the door, and I'm like, oh, my God. And because I was filming, we got all of it on tape. So. Oh. So I'm really I, excited. I, so you, what are you going to do with the footage? Oh, it's just me like looking exclusive? really confused, and then uh, no, I don't want to. I don't want to show anybody because uh, I'm all like, "Oh my god, I love you. I missed <laughs> you so much," and I'm crying. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm real. I'm really happy today. Um, we got Lucas Devlin. Then we have Yoda Economics gave us five dollars and said Kirk Gibson homers off of Dennis. Eckersley in the 1988 World Series while limping. I was there. P.S. I want to move to Montana. More well, sports. Stuff. I don't, I don't I, I'm not familiar with the 88 World Series, um, but I am familiar generally with what he's talking about. <laughs> uh, then we have Squirrel Knight gave us 50 euro. Thank you, Squirrel Knight. There seems to be somewhat of a dissatisfaction with Jay Fry and your fan base. Just a suggestion. Bring him, bring him to heal. If necessary, chains, wolves, pits. Um, as far as I know, all he does is ban for all caps. Is he doing... More nefarious I, I things. I don't. I don't know if I really care. I love Jay Fry because he's the only person that I know that's more cynical than I am. <laughs> and so, even if he's not wielding his power benevolently, um, I don't know that I give a shit. I love Jay Fry. <laughs> Whatever. Right. Fair uh, enough. Thank you for that squirrel night. That's a very generous. We appreciate it. Jenny Case gave us five dollars. I just wonder if GoDaddy still employs pepper balls or did he get oh, fired? That was did one thing get, I, I wanted. Yeah, that was one thing I wanted to discuss because that is an interesting tie-in to the other part of the story. I'm glad she hit on that detail. So he's a salesperson for GoDaddy. GoDaddy, of course, was also in the news for purging right. the Daily Stormer. Mm -hmm. So it will be an interesting question to see for a guy who is, again, the scale of the violence, I guess, is debatable. But for a guy who is charged with perpetuating violence against police officers, will GoDaddy hang on to that? I, it, it'll be interesting yeah, to see. Will. Um, then we have Han Fosum, $5. ISIS destroys historic monuments that they don't agree with. The left is doing the same with our history. How are they not considered the same? That's a dangerous comparison to draw. I've done that before and gotten in some hot water, but I do well, see the validity of that. Yes. I mean, I could say that they're comparable in that single respect. That's, yeah. that's part of the trouble is people think you're saying that they are like violent militants, which there is also kind of a case to be made yeah. for that too, yeah. but it's not on the same scale. It's not on the same scale. Then we have FFA Yoop. I can never say this person's name. Uh, $5. Mish Golden Light for the win. That must be a beer. Yeah. Uh, I assume uh, Michelob. I don't know. You're right. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a drinker. I'm out of the <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, Kyle Stobbert gave us five pounds. It's my first time catching the show live. Glad I finally got around to it, even if it's at uh, 3 a.m. Also, well, Matt needs up. to do Seth voice more often for sure. I know. It was like best <laughs> impression I'll never do that ever. voice. I'm not Seth Rogen. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> oh, good. You know who does a really good one is Biggest Mikey. He's probably the best Seth Rogen. Oh, uh, really? Voice. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, he does it. He I, I got to hear it now. I've got him filling in on the call-in show while you're gone, so maybe I'll ask him oh, to do awesome. it then. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Good. I'll listen back to it. Yeah. Uh, then we have Scott Malavi, $5. Our history, Democratic Party history. Thank you for that. Mm. Um, then we have Josh D. Marshall, $5. How 9,000 sounds more human than Hillary Clinton's audience. <laughs> I was saying this before we went live, too. People... Um, Understand when I put together the clips, there's so much dead air in between her sentences. I had to cut it down. Yeah. Like Hillary reading her book is like this. It is in chunks of speech that are separated by pauses. Yeah. And it's very annoying. Yeah. She has the speech pattern of somebody that's had multiple strokes. <laughs> I guess so. Just saying. Just yeah. saying. Um, thank you for that, Josh Dean Marshall. Then we have formerly fallen $5. Hey, second time viewing, so apologies if this is a dumb question, but are there uh -oh. on they show? It you just cut out massively for me, so you're gonna have to repeat that. Now you're back. Can you hear me? Oh, 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 you, do you have me now? Yeah, you, you cut yeah, out for yeah. the question, though, so repeat um, the question. Did you miss all that? The whole question, yeah. Um, formerly formerly fallen said, hey, second time. Stop, it sounds like you're gonna robot I'm going to call you back, all right? Hold on. Okay. Shit. One second. Technical difficulties. Stupid Skype. All right, let's try that. So read the question once more. It's from Formerly Fallen. Hey, second time viewing, so apologies if this is a dumb question. Are there any call-ins on Sunday night, or is it just Wednesday? It is just our Wednesday show, Formerly Fallen. Yep. Then we have uh, Heather Valisano gave us $20. Thank you so much for Blonde's upcoming wedding and Matt Aww. for being so adorable from an internet mom. Thank you so much. <laughs> I really appreciate it. Thank you. Well, thanks. Um, Patrick Waz gave us $10. I'm not totally convinced that Hillary is talking about Trump, but rather Bill. Yeah, it does sound like yeah, she's talking maybe. about Bill, doesn't she? Yeah. I mean, it fits. You dub it over the footage and it fits just right. It does if the shoe yeah. fits. Uh, then we have Liberative gave us $5. Clinton is confusing Trump with Joe Biden. <laughs> I forgot about yeah. creepy Joe Biden. Remember those with clips? With that little girl, yeah. God, yeah, oh, that gosh. weirdo. So, she's like, ugh. What <laughs> a weird dude, Joe Biden. I know. But Joe Biden's a more endearing creepy than Hillary Clinton. Well, I mean, oh, yeah. I guess she's talking about Trump, but like, I guess what I'm saying is there's still a part of Joe Biden that I find charismatic and likable, not from yeah. the political perspective, but just like the, oh, that's Grandpa Joe kind of perspective. Grandpa Joe, yeah. yeah. Uh, then Yoda Economics, friend of the show, gave us $5. Hillary's entire campaign was based on victimhood. Uh, look up Gore and Bush in 2000 debate and see how close Gore got and Bush's hilarious response. It was a lot of, uh, you know, based on victimhood. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, then we have Saber, 0515, $5. Shit, if she thought that was intimidating, there's no way she could have made it as president. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. Kim and then Young we have Un our. was threatening to launch nukes at us. And, yeah, I just. I'm... <laughs> picturing her narrative or her, her voice reading that in my head. Yeah. Uh, we have this angel that just dumps money on us, BB. Uh, $50, thank you so much. Hillary she, says Trump can't intimidate her, then plays the victim. She walked over to his side. She did walk over to his side, yeah. didn't she? Yeah, well, that was that was interesting. Is you? I know you love to intimidate women, but you can't intimidate me, which is why <laughs> I just described... Being intimidated right. for two minutes. Okay. <laughs> and then wrote a book about how I was so intimidated. I'm going to have to Jeez. make like an angelic sounder for BB. So when BB super chats come in, I can play I it. And it'll be like heavenly <laughs> music. Yeah. Like some harp stuff or something. Yeah, really. Um, yeah. Then we have conservative black man gave us $5. She lost. Why is she still relevant? I don't get it. She's such a fake bitch. <laughs> <laughs> 
geez, you should host this show. That's much more succinctly expressed. It's right on, <laughs> fake bitch. That's how we were, though. I, I was listening to that like, God, this woman will not go away. She's a disease. Uh, yeah. Then we have friend of the show, Big Red Dog. He gave us $5. Is it just me or does Hillary sound like Siri reading her book? Also, you think you guys will make Hillary's alleged kill list with this podcast? I yeah, wish. Yeah, probably. Oh Man, my God, I'm really bummed Hillary out about us being good. mysteriously dead next week. That's going <laughs> to suck. Not looking forward to that. Oof. Ooh, oh boy. Yeah, it's going to be a robbery with nothing stolen. It's going to happen in the middle of the night in Washington, <laughs> D.C. Um, yeah. Then we have George Harvey, $5. Apparently some of these men were so difficult, Hillary had to have them killed. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I love our subscribers. You guys are tearing it up today. That is top notch. Wait, wait, wait I, I, I should I give those out where they're due. That's, a rim, that's worthy of a rim shot. Okay. Then we have Agent Flippy gave us $5. What is your opinion on the people posting photos of white supremacists to get people identified and fired? We actually talked about this a little bit last week, but it's such bullshit. I don't know if you saw this one case of this guy, this really generic looking bearded kind of yeah. overweight ginger dude who ended up getting fired um, because of Jennifer Lawrence's stupid, stupid tweet. Yeah. And it turns out it's not even him. And he yeah. had like a, a real job. It was like yeah. a professorial I, position or something. I, I did a whole video about it like a week and a half ago. So check check that out for my thoughts. But yeah, uh, doxing, I'm not a fan of doxing. I don't care who it is. I'm not a fan of it. Let's not do that. Again, this is on principle. I don't care who's doing it. Don't go after people's private lives. Meet ideas yeah. with ideas. If you think their ideas suck. If their ideas are so terrible that you want to dox them, guess what? It's probably pretty easy to defeat their ideas with your own better ideas. So let's yeah. just do that. Although I will say that I was totally supportive of the bike lock guy getting doxxed. And yes. I feel like the, if you've committed an act of political violence and you're trying to hide underneath your anonymity, uh, fuck you. If it's if it's investigating it a crime, if you're crowdsourcing yeah. crime investigation, I don't really have a problem with it. But if it's just agree, agree. wrong think, then yeah, doxing um, is not cool. Then we have David Henry Posadas gave us $12. Thank you very much. I love blonde. hey Thank you. <laughs> Uh, and we just have a few more for right now. Devil's okay. Envy Eli gave us $5. Matt and Blonde, love you guys. Will you do us a favor and debate that shit twizzle Tariq Nasheed? Oh, God, I wish. I would go uh, on a show if he invited me, sure. Yeah, I got yeah. blocked by him like the first few weeks of my channel. So, wow. And then last one for right now is Scott Malavi again. Thank you, $5. Trump's platform would be accepted 20 years ago. That's probably true. Yeah, yeah. for sure. All right, we're good for now. Okay, I'm okay. This, <laughs> I love me some hoax hate, or again in this case, suspected, uh, suspected hoax hate. There's no concrete proof on either side of this, as far as I'm aware at this point. So it's open for debate. Although, again, if you believe blonde, if you believe me, it just doesn't really pass the eye. Don't test. tell Stefan Molyneux that I said this, but this does not pass the smell test. And I know it's not an argument, but. Seriously, when I read this, I was like, fucking bullshit, bullshit. Yeah. So there's this Hawaiian state legislator. Her name is Beth uh, Fukumoto. She claims to have, and she's obviously of Japanese descent, which is relevant to this. She claims to have received this Trump-inspired hate mail, this hate letter that she originally tweets out on August 16th, so 10 days ago, roughly. Um, the letter, again, I love that it's basically written by typewriter, but it's dated at the top. So someone's going to write this crude, nasty letter, but uh, 8-9-2017. Okay, yeah. Uh, dear bitch, as I said at the top of the show, dear bitch, bullet point one. I like that this person organized it into new, uh, numbered paragraphs. 
Paragraph one. Your poor grandparents got put into a camp in the USA. Boo-hoo-hoo. You Japs murdered thousands of servicemen at Pearl Harbor. Did you forget about that detail? Numbered paragraph two. (laughs) (laughs) Or sentence, I guess. You know how many refugee folks got accepted by Japan last year? 27 total. But America should open their doors to millions of parasites. Then this person didn't uh, number the third or fourth, I guess. Pull your head out of your ass, loser. We Trump people hate illegals, black thugs, Muslims, and bombs, and gays <laughs> who do nothing but bitch 24 hours a day, and bleeding heart traitor morons like you who quote condone, uh, who quote condone it. Go to hell. Signed, someone redacted from L.A., California. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Now, this was, um, well, do you want to comment on just your smell test observation of this letter? Dear bitch is where I was like, oh, this is going to be a good one. The numbered paragraphs, dating it is very odd. I thought the font was really odd. Um, and then, of course, the paragraph saying, we Trump supporters. <laughs> we hate the black thugs and the Muslims and bombs. <laughs> Oh, my God. If you're writing a threatening racist letter to somebody, you are not going to put any identifying information in it. Yeah. At all. There's no there's no benefit to telling somebody that you hate that you're a a Trump supporter. I mean, why would you ever do that? And I also know this is bullshit because there really is not a lot of anti Japanese sentiment in this country. No. Like, I don't know that I've ever heard anybody say anything racist to a Japanese person. And then uh, the Huffington Post goes ahead and debunks that and says, it's not even uh, accurate because her parents were, uh, no, it says something about like how her grandfather was not interned or something like that. Um, Anyway, I don't want to find it because it's it's just stupid. But, uh, but yeah, they were ripping the letter of person for not being accurate about her ancestors being interned because they weren't like that matters huffington post stop fact checking what's an obvious if you're gonna falsify something like this i think you have to be either black or mexican if anybody's gonna believe it (laughs) okay so there's different there's a difference she's not uh she's not low enough on the um no she's she's too high on the or too low on the uh, you know minority hierarchy stack (laughs) yeah well and then i forgot to (laughs) yeah yeah you're not oppressed you have tons of asian (laughs) privilege i don't want to hear about it um, yeah, I should also note that her original tweet says, got this in the mail today. She blames it on Donald Trump. You need to understand your words have consequences. Oh. Hashtag racism, hashtag white nationalism. Okay. This was obviously met with much the same reaction that you just expressed. Uh, general, general, uh, skepticism on the internet led by this particular author whose name is Thomas Wichter. And Thomas Wichter has several points that again, I don't think prove that it's fake but just some things to consider so the first obviously as you mentioned the text is a leftist version of what a trump supporter would say like it seems written from a skewed bizarre caricature like written from a caricature of a trump supporter not an actual person uh the stamps haven't been canceled at least one of the stamps on there um or two of them and she used, the, two of these stamps come from a 1975 collector's set. Like, there's a really old stamps, apparently. Wasn't there a weird sticker on the envelope, too? Yes, I can show that in a minute. Like, weird, like, bear and a gold star or something. Uh, the, he also says that there's a barcode on the envelope on the right there uh, and says that that is 
only for commercial mailers. Now, I don't know how this mail stuff works, but he's, I guess his point is that you have to be a commercial mailer to have that sort of barcode that we see on the envelope. Um, and then what else does he say? There was something else about, oh, so one of the, one of the canceled, um, one of the canceled stamps, we can look at it and won't be in high detail here. One of the canceled stamps, because she, this guy says she's fake. She gives a picture of the envelope and a copy of the letter to the Huffington Post, which you can see in greater detail here. One of the, the, the top left stamp there is canceled out and it says Santa Clara. Now, Santa yeah. Clara is, of course, a city in the Bay Area. This letter is signed from L.A. doesn't mean that somebody from L.A. couldn't be in the Bay Area and mail something from Santa Clara, but it's another yeah. thing that's just weird yeah. about it. Uh, so I think that's all the, the, like the, the sort of the things that he was able to note about the letter's authenticity. But again, she so gives this, nothing basically. There's just a lot of oddities about it that don't prove that it's fake, but it's, it's again, this stuff coupled with the smell test sort of thing. The other thing about this state rep, this Beth Fukumoto that I think is noteworthy even more so than the, some of the oddities about the letter and the mailing itself um, is the fact that she recently split from the Republican Party in Hawaii in March over a very public disagreement with the president about what she views as racism and what she called is what she called uh, the rhetoric of marginalization, I think. Oh, so she did this whole oh, virtue signal God. bit. You can see her Facebook video where she split with the Republican Party over how racist they are. And then funny... A few months later, look, this racist letter appears to me vindicating my public stance previously. To me, that is what really stinks in terms of the smell test that, mm -hmm. okay, all of a sudden this just okay. pops up. Completely convenient to, to your political agenda. That's great. You mentioned the stickers. You can see them here as well. This like weird, is it a bear or a cat or a penguin? I thought it was I can't a really bunny tell. or something, but I'm not looking at it right now. Yeah. Um, but I thought star. that was weird. I was like, why? Oh, yeah. And then the other thing is so that you can see the barcode at the bottom here. And then there's a, a zip code on that line, too. The zip code, this this barcode at the bottom is supposed to be sender. It's supposed to identify the sender, apparently. And the barcode that's listed there matches the recipient barcode, 96813 for Honolulu, Hawaii. So apparently that would indicate that it was sent and processed in Honolulu, Hawaii, I guess, although it has this Santa Clara cancellation on it too. I'm not keen on how all this mail stuff works. So, yeah, you know, I might be fake newsing on that. I'm just noting what some people have identified. Um, so she so just had me, somebody in her family send this. I'm fairly yeah. convinced. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's way too politically convenient to just be, to, to be, to, to believe she had nothing to do with it. But the other point I have is even if it's true, so what? So what, Beth? Like you're a public official. I know. Pub public figures get nasty notes. They get nasty mail. And yeah, maybe you can share it and be like, wow, what a dick. But to assign it, to assign the blame to the president too, and to say your words have consequences. Okay, Beth, well, you're very critical of Republicans apparently. Are you responsible for uh, for the James Hodgkinson in, in the baseball shooting? Did your yeah. words have consequences about making him go shoot up a baseball field? Yeah. I just, if Trump told, if you can demonstrate that Trump directed someone to write a hey bitch letter to you, then you can tell the president that his words have consequences. But there's yeah. no You know what else has link. consequences? Inventing hate crimes for yeah. your own self-interested purposes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so 
If anyone, um, if anyone is 100% convinced this is real, this is the one thing I can say in favor of her is that she is apparently cooperating with authorities and is pursuing, uh, helping the authorities investigate what happened here. So, that doesn't mean anything. Maybe she least, knows, maybe she did research first and she knows that they can't figure anything out. Yeah, presumably so if, you, if you wanted to fake it, if you were her, you'd just get in touch with someone you know in California or if you travel to the continental US at any point, you just type it up and you mail it from California. And then of course, they're never gonna be able to find out like who physically put it in the mailbox. They can find out yeah. the origin like the location at which it was sent, but they're going to be able to find out the individual who did it. There is a name on here that's redacted too. That's the other thing is, okay, you're, you're participating in the investigation. There's a name on here. Why don't you unredact? Why don't you show us that name? What's that name, Beth? We'd like to see that. <laughs> yeah, Presumably really. it's there. I don't know. Okay. Oh, and the other thing I wanted to say on this is we have, I don't think we've talked hoax, hate crimes or, possible hoax hate crimes or hoax crimes in general since the key incident around the 4th of July, I think is when we talked about that, the key yeah. stabbing. Yeah, so yeah. I thought, ah, why don't I, that was Jessica Collins in Amarillo, Texas, yeah. who fought off her attacker with a key and mm. taught all the feminists of the world a lesson in self-defense, which was a terrible lesson. <laughs> so I thought, eh, I'll go and Google Jessica Collins Amarillo. Surprise, surprise, no updates. The attacker has gotten away. Oh, what never, a shock. never Shocking. found, never found her attacker was, he's still at large. So, you know, Hey ladies, her attacker might get you in the parking lot. So definitely hold your key between <laughs> your, your middle and ring finger, extra tight Hillary style in case yeah, he really. comes to get you too. <laughs> hmm. Okay. <laughs> That's all I got on Beth Fukumoto. But again, I'm going to keep an eye on this because if she's participating in the investigation, presumably there will be findings and I want to know what those findings are. Yeah, me too. Hmm. Okay, I got... Oh, damn it, I got three more stories. All right, do you think I can get in a quick one before we yeah. turn to Super Chat? Okay, this one is actually pretty quick. This is uh, the Robert Lee story this week pulled from ESPN. Uh, so most people are familiar with this statement, but I did want to discuss with you the, the justification a little bit. So this, this guy is named Robert Lee and he's scheduled to call the university of Virginia game. And there's a picture of Robert Lee, the football game. ESPN pulls him off. As you can see, he does not look like Robert E. Lee at all. That's they, racist. They have no, they don't look like each other. They don't, <laughs> other than they're humans, they don't look like each other at all. So oh it's impossible to mistake Robert Lee for Robert E. Lee. But uh, in any case, ESPN pulls him off of the University of Virginia game. Remember, University of Virginia is where this, this Charlottesville um, uh, unite the rights and the, the death of Heather Heyer and all of that. That's where this happened. So ESPN pulls him off of that game from announcing the game. And ESPN says, we collectively made the decision with Robert to switch games as these tragic as the tragic events in Charlottesville were unfolding simply because of the coincidence of his name. In that moment, it felt right to all parties. It's a shame that this is even a topic of conversation as we regret that who calls play-by-play -play for a football game has become an issue. Okay, but you guys made it an issue. This this was yeah. never nobody would have given two shits about this. If you don't think so? Didn't. I think maybe he would have gotten memed a bunch. And he didn't just want to be known as the as that guy. To the degree that he's memed now though, I don't think he would have been. Oh yeah, that this has got to be worse. 
That's what I'm saying. So, so they do, they say we're going to pull him off because it's the right decision. Then this becomes a national viral story. And all of a sudden people are like, what? <laughs> people are going to be offended by his name. Are you serious? Yeah. How, how can we do this? So there's a follow-up email with an ESPN executive that adds more. This wasn't about offending anyone, which, okay, that sounds better to me because I thought they were worried about someone being hypothetically offended by someone's name. Like, we can't set that precedent. This ESPN executive says this wasn't about offending anyone. It was about the reasonable possibility that because of his name, he would be subjected to memes and jokes and who knows what else. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) The negative coverage of ESPN's decision is reasonable proof that the meme joke possibility was real. No, but you amplified it. And that's that's the point here. That's really the point. So um, there's a link that I have there if you want to click it, but it's the, I mean, there's a million of these, but there's just memes going on all over now because they've amplified this so much. I've got the 10 funniest ESPN Robert Lee memes. So there's Robert E. Lee sitting across from the ESPN anchor. I loved this one. Announcement from ESPN. Due to the names, due to their names being too close to the name of the president, ESPN will not be broadcasting any of the following NFL players this season on any of the ESPN family or, or networks so that no one will be offended. Uh, Packers, Don Barclay. Lions, Don Carey. Eagles, Don Cherry. Rams, Aaron Donald. The list goes on. No Dons. We're not going to say any Dons. And of course, it's just a million other pictures of Robert E. Lee with broadcast teams. And of course, a look into Robert Lee's earlier years before he joined ESPN. And there's just a million of these. And that's the point is this doesn't get memed to this degree if they just don't do, if they just don't worry about it. Yeah. If somebody... If somebody made it, if the ESPN never said anything and they just broadcast the game and someone sent me a meme with Robert Lee broadcasting the game, I guess. I'd kind of be, be like, like eh. eh. Yeah. That's kind of You're funny, right. It's I not guess. very clever. Yeah. Yeah, this was stupid. They have the same name. Uh, yeah. Eh. I don't care. So. That is a lesson in the Streisand effect, basically. Like oh, if yeah. your if your AM ESPN was no memes, we can't have memes. Please don't meme. Or what they could have done is just I don't think they would have noticed if they just pulled him off silently. Like how did this become a public issue? Did they Didn't it, somebody that? from ESPN like email um some mainstream media outlet? Maybe maybe that's how it happened cuz the if they wanted to do that. this and if they just said, said nothing, they said Robert Lee got sick. Okay, no one would have yeah. cared. <laughs> He's got the flu. Robert Lee has the flu. Okay. Then I got two more things, but let's, you want to catch up on Super Chat before we go through those? Sure. We have $5 from Mr. Pink, who just told me to fuck off in the live chat, by the way. Whatever. Okay. Thank you for the donation. I mean, uh, <laughs> racism I, I is to... perfectly natural. It's called strong in-group preference and is rooted in science and Darwinian evolution. I'm not touching that with a 10-foot pole, mm-hmm. so let's move on. Then we have Chris, $5, um, said, if the left wants to uh, if the left want to accuse everyone on the right of being racist, let them waste their time trying to prove it. The burden is on them, not us. That's true. They are just spinning their wheels calling everybody a racist. The, yeah, the people that actually They're are. They're out of ammo. Yeah. Um, yes, and then we have Neuroflux gave us $5. We just had eight years of change you can believe in. All we got was more of the same. Agreed. Hmm. And then we have 10 more euro from message deleted. No message. <laughs> <laughs> then deleted. we have... Well, the the name, his name. Is I know. Fantastic. I know. Oh, okay. Um, then we have five dollars. You're ruining my flow, <laughs> man. Uh, five dollars from 
unconventional. Um, why aren't lefty mayors investigated by the feds when they order police to stand down? This is, that's a really good mm. question. They're responsible for endangering public safety by doing this. Um, and didn't you make a video about this on Berkeley? Like, yeah, three, looking, looking at like ago? who's in charge in Berkeley and what the, st the structure of command is to figure out exactly who is uh, to blame. Um, then we have Geolossifizer, $5. What are your thoughts on Trump's pardon? Um, we actually were going to discuss this and then decided that it was too boring and neither of us cared. So. It's 100% it's his constitutional authority to do it. Arpaio right. was charged with a misdemeanor. I'm not that freaked out about it. And generally the reason I think that this controversy is boring is because it breaks almost entirely on partisan lines. It's just yeah, yeah. if your guy does it, depth. yeah, right. like if Obama pardons people, they don't care. Um, and the right is outraged if Trump pardons people. The right doesn't care and the left is outraged. It's, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Then we have $5 from James Harrelson who said, future is women and back up you creep. It's all the cringiest Hillary one-liners. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah. Uh, the irre irreverend gave us $5. Hey, beauty, fellow Seattleite here. I'm the editor of the whiteresistance.com. Hit me up. We should have coffee sometime. Ooh, can't do it, bro. The whiteresistance.com. That's not going to be good for my brand. Um, I do appreciate that you live in Seattle, though. And thank you for the donation. Uh, Gareth Oberman gave us $10. Flyers on my in my uni for communism and Frankfurt School advocacy clubs. In response, I hung flyers saying, diversity is code for replacing whites in their homelands. Now I think I'm being investigated. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You definitely are. <laughs> All right. Um, then we've got a few more. Dangerous spaces, sure. $5. Can anyone name any of Hillary's policies? What happened? Hillary sold herself not a plan for the country. I'm with her... Versus make America great again. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that was one of the main weaknesses in her campaign strategy. What what does she stand for? It was all about feeding her ego. and yeah, It was all about uh, the racists and the xenophobes and the sexists and the basket yeah, of deplorables. Yeah. Um, then we have Hunter Thompson gave us $20. Thank you very much. Is anyone going to mention how Asians are actually marginalized by affirmative action, at least in higher education? These people huh. chase straw men when the actual oppression stares them in the face. That's very true. That's if you are Asian, you have to get a higher uh, SAT score, you know, than you normally would have to because they would like to affirmative action. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, ben Hunter gave us $5. This is the last one for right now. I do have some others, but we're going to pick it up after this. What is your take on the co-author of The Art of the Deal stating Trump will be out of office by the year end? I did not hear that. I haven't heard the story. Um, I will say I, I could envision a scenario in which Trump quits, and I think he would do it in Trumpian style, like, I'm not doing this anymore. And he just <laughs> stops. No, that is I, never going to happen. I'm not saying it's likely, but I'm saying if it happened, it would be like very abrupt. It would just be like, I'm not, I'm not doing this. I don't no like way. <laughs> no way he's going to do that. No way. Well, the rest, I mean, it's musical chairs in his cabinet right now or in his inner circle. Like it, yeah, that doesn't mean he's more likely to leave the presidency. What? I'm just saying, I, I, I think he's a very impulsive guy. I think he's a very... No, uh, he's not going to leave. Say, I'm not president. saying he's going to. I'm not saying it's likely. I'm just saying I no, could envision No, this is for sure scenario. not going to happen. Never. I would die of shock. Not a chance. Save that, save that clip. Save that clip. Again, I'm not saying like, I'm not saying likely. I'm he's saying, an egomaniac and he is not a quitter. There is just no chance he's going to throw in the towel on this one. I would agree. I agree mostly. I'm just saying I don't think it's no chance. I think there's small chance. All right, bro. Whatever. Save the clip. Right, we're caught up for now. <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, it is that time.
Uh, it's that time that we do every week. Where's my sound? Here we go. It's that time that we break down. And now, the nothing to do with the religion of peace terror attack of the week. Okay. Uh, this week, it is at Buckingham Palace. And, um... Pretty quick with the details here. So the the story is on Friday night, a guy drove a uh, drove at a police van outside of Buckingham Palace, and after he was confronted by unarmed officers, he pulled out a four foot sword from the passenger side of his car. Police subdued him with CS spray. There were three injured. Second man later arrested for his involvement. The man repeatedly shouted "Allahu Akbar" as officers struggled with him. Uh, security footage allegedly shows the car, his car, scouting the area beforehand. The whole incident lasted about a minute. Police, and this is this is the, part, the main reason I bring this up, is because uh, for once the Guardian actually says, uh, that, or at least the coverage here, the man repeatedly shouted Allahu Akbar. So we get that degree of honesty, but then get down to the last paragraph here. Police initially believed the 26-year-old man acted alone, said their investigation would look into the first arrested man's mental health. Some other incidents thought to have been terror attacks have later turned out to be driven <sighs> by mental health problems. So, just leave him. He sh- look, he shouted Allahu Akbar, and he had a four-foot sword. He did the whole traditional routine of dr- driving your car at people, then getting out with a huge sword and hacking away. But it might have been mental health. Just, might have just been, the crazies. Yeah, he's he's the loony. He's just a loony guy who belonged in the uh, the mental health ward. That's wow, what we're dealing these terrorists with. are incompetent. This just incompetence. Did you know they that can't Brexit, even kill one person? Did you know Brexit was a referendum on mental health? That's really what <laughs> <laughs> what motivated it. Was really a lack of mental health care available. Uh, in Great Britain, you know, they really wanted to get that under control and the EU was not letting them invest in mental health to the degree that they wanted. So uh, I'm glad that pretty soon uh, Great Britain will be able to take on these mental health issues (laughs) to the degree that they see fit as a sovereign nation. Yeah. My God. It it does show you how deep the, the... insistence that there's some other explanatory factor goes like this could not be more stereotypical driving a car getting a sword allahu akbar allahu akbar while being while struggling with police and by the way the by the way the police were unarmed all they had was the spray pretty i don't know what the injuries are to the three injured but pretty miraculous nobody died when there's a four foot sword in play yeah give your cops Mm. guns i'm i'm telling you it's like when we talked about this with previous attacks, they all run together. We've had several in London now over the course of the last half year. Do you remember but, the Buckingham Palace one where the three cops, um, or no, it was one cop that was trying to fend off the attackers with his billy club, and he ended yeah, up that like- was, Or Westminster, right? Not Buckingham Palace. Oh, oh well, it was, it was Westminster. See, I can't even, that was yeah. only like a month, two months ago or something Well, that's, like that. that's what I'm saying is I can't imagine, I wouldn't sign up to be a cop in the US where you are generally outfitted with the tools you need to do your job. I can't imagine patrolling Westminster or Buckingham Palace. Without a fucking gun? Here you go. Here's your pepper spray. Oh, I know. And then I had a bunch of British people come at me after I I was tweeting about this. I was like, oh my God, give your cops guns. And they were all like, oh my God, it only took eight minutes for the response team that has guns to get there. I'm like, you had to call somebody to get them on site 
because they weren't there. And what do like, they behead yeah, people in slow motion in England? Like eight like, minutes is plenty of time to chop a dude's head off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I can't look if you if you're one of these unarmed police officers in London at one of these sites, you got big balls. I, I applaud you. Congratulations. There's no way in hell I would ever sign up to do that. No way. No way. So keep an eye on the mental health uh, findings of this particular individual. OK, and then the last story I have, why don't we just crank out this last story and then we'll read Super Chat and get out of here. Sure. So sure. we've known for a while as the adpocalypse has developed and as YouTube yeah. has installed, uh, like uh, apparently we, you saw the Razor Fist video where all of his videos by default are limited or no ads. I'm in that same camp now. There's clearly a blacklist of sorts, uh, meaning that by default, like even my Sam Harris video this week, which to me is there's nothing remotely controversial in there. It's like a purely philosophical discussion. God, did that get demonetized? Not demonetized, but it's limited ads. So it's presumed that it's not suit for all, suited for all advertisers by default. And then I have to appeal it. And 40,000 views later, YouTube says, oh yeah, there's nothing controversial in there. It's fine. <laughs> well, thanks. You could have been running ads on it for 40,000 yeah, 40, views, views, but you didn't. Because I'm on some blacklist for wrong thing. Okay. And that's that's what's frustrating is it got to appeal everything I upload and about half the time I win. But those views that Idiot. are lost in the meantime are are lost. And people say, well, why don't you appeal first, then post it publicly? Because they make you get a thousand views before they'll even look at it. So they and the force... appeals process can take weeks. And by then your story might not even be relevant yeah. anymore. So. so they force you to publish it and then they'll look at it, which is just, it's whatever. I'm not here to bitch. It's just that that's the way they've designed their system, which is We're crazy. exactly here to bitch. What are well, you talking about? I, another reason why I appreciate super chatters and people who choose to support directly because they're right. the ones holding it together in the face of YouTube executives who've decided that talking about philosophical concepts and, and arguments is too controversial. It's just, it's unbelievable. But that's not the, the extent to which they've gone, and that's why I shouldn't bitch about it, because what we're talking about tonight is the next level. YouTube has announced previously that they were going to have this limited state of videos where your video is within the scope of what's acceptable to be on YouTube, but because they've deemed it racially offensive or like hate speech, basically, they're going to put it in this limited state, which restricts all the features. So you can't like it. You can't comment on it. Uh, you can't share it automatically. Like most of those videos, you can't embed it on Twitter or another website and watch it like on a Facebook post. You can't do that. And it has a warning before the video. So what this actually looks like, the first video that I've seen this pop up on and, and people have sent me more since, so I know there are more of these out there, is um, is a Jared Taylor video. And what you see pop up if you click on a link to this Jared Taylor video is the following content has been identified by the YouTube community as inappropriate or offensive for some audiences. This is Jared Taylor and American Renaissance on race differences in intelligence. So you can go ahead and click that to continue. And then what you get is kind of a really stripped down YouTube view screen where you'll notice there's no ads or anything on the side. There's no recommended videos. There's nothing. It's just blank everywhere. There's no share. Um, there's no comments. There's no like or dislike rating. Um, all you can do, the only actions you have are kind of report flag, that sort of thing. But here's what's interesting again with the Robert Lee stuff by saying, please don't look at this, please, nobody, nobody look at how offensive this video is. Let's take a look at the statistics and the daily <laughs> stats. Oh, what's this here? Let's see if I can zoom in on it so people can see. 
oh, what's this massive spike in green that he got 18,000 views on this video like yesterday or two days ago? He hasn't had that kind of view, daily views on this video ever. Ever. It's got 320,000 total, which is a good, I mean, that's a lot of play, but it's been out for since before, I don't know, since sometime in early 2014. So this thing's been out for three and a half years. I don't, it's hard to estimate on this. Maybe at its highest, it was getting like a thousand views a day sometimes. Now, because you've done this, it got 18,000 plus (laughs) in the last couple days. Good. They really could not be taking a dumber approach. This is obviously going to create a Streisand effect and it's just going to drive traffic to everybody's webpage. I I can say personally that, I mean, I've seen Jared, of course I've seen videos from that great white man, Jared Taylor before. (laughs) It's not new to me, but I I don't think I've seen this one. And I thought, okay, I'm going to sit down and watch it in full now. Now that it's banned, I want to know what's in here. And it's what you'd expect. It is a race realist look at, IQ differences average among races, but it makes me very nervous to think that this is outside the scope of what YouTube is going to allow because like him or hate him, I think Jared Taylor makes his cases in a way that, uh, that, that you should be able to respond to in an intelligent way. Like, I don't think this is outside the scope of intelligent debate necessarily, whether you love him or hate him. If his ideas are so terrible, they're presented in a, he's not inciting violence. He's not calling for violence. He's not calling for genocide, extermination, any of that sort of thing. He's saying, this is the way I believe the world to exist around us. And it's, it's done in a reasonable way. And I I think if you hate it so much, just make a response and say, this is why he's wrong. What's the matter with that? Why is that? Yeah, And I made the case in my video that I did about Google, um, that they, because they paired with the ADL, that they're targeting specifically race-based things. I mean, they're they're looking at the world through race. That, that's the lens that the left looks through the world. And I think that that's really being manifested in the technology of YouTube and Google. Yeah. I uh, the, the thing that makes me very worried about this is, as you said, it's, it's clearly content-based. Because you're not going after Jared right. Taylor for, um, for being, I, I don't know. He's, he's not, uh, like I said, he's not... It's not like an attack video. It's not saying, hey, those racial minorities, go attack them mm-hmm. or, or anything like that. It's not inciting violence. It's it's just a content restriction on what you can and can't talk about. And that really worries me as someone who posts to this website because, again, Jared Taylor is not really relevant to me in this because I know it doesn't stop with Jared Taylor. Jared Taylor is just yeah. the first one I've seen. And it's disconcerting because he's a very mild-mannered guy. And, um, I've never heard him even discuss Jewish people before. Like people act like he's some kind of anti-Semite. I swear to God, I've never heard him say anything about Jewish people. Yeah. Um, I don't know. He's just being mischaracterized. I think he really does appreciate the data and he's just like a mild mannered grandpa that looks like James Taylor. And this is who we're banning now. I I guess Jared Taylor, not, not relevant to me. That is interesting that you compared him to James Taylor. No relation, presumably. (laughs) They look so much alike. <laughs> I guess so. But it's just like, man, even if you hate Jared Taylor, you think he's 100% wrong, you're more than entitled to think that, of course. But you, sh- this idea that we're just going to say, here's a certain opinion you can't have. We're going to have a content-based regulation on an opinion you can't have. No reason to suppose that's not coming after your favorite YouTuber or you if you YouTube, you know? Yeah, yeah. So... And what about those 18,000 views? Like how many people are race realists now? 
That's the thing is like, I guarantee he persuaded how much, how, even if it's 10%, let's say he only persuaded 10%. That means there's what, 1,800 more People that were ambivalent that are now full-on yeah. race realists because of YouTube censorship policy. They thought, man, that's, yeah. I mean, that's, as soon as you, as soon as you put that big red button on something, you know, like, do not press this button. You've made it the forbidden fruit. You've made it I gotta the, press it. I right. Press it. <laughs> I, I can say for sure, I would not have spent 16 minutes yesterday watching a Jared Taylor video if they didn't do this. And I'm one of, it's not just me. There are <laughs> apparently 17,999 other people who did the exact same thing yesterday just because they did this. I believe it. So anyway, this is the YouTube future we have to look forward to. <laughs> awesome. I know. I wake up every yeah. morning. I'm like, I wonder if my channel's still there. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's wrap up Super Chat and then close it out. Sure. Let me see what the last one was. Pardon. Uni. Sorry, guys. Marginalized Asian. You got to hurry okay, up. Okay. I got, I got a piece of barn. I just don't want to <laughs> miss any of these because then I get these hateful emails. I know. I know. Um, Scott Malavi gave us $5 and said, I have to chime in about the Amarillo hoax. She may be lying, but there have been stabbings at apartments uh, and kidnappings at gas stations in Amarillo. Yeah, I've heard it's kind of a shitty place. I mean, maybe it's true. It just was a story that didn't really ring true. Another yeah, yeah. great argument for me. Um, Another reason we should treat the real ones. That's the problem is, it's like you said, as soon as we start faking these things. And again, I'm like 90% sure she lied. So maybe if the evidence shows up otherwise i'll eat my words but as soon as you start doing these things that can't be proven and seem like hoaxes then the next time someone who actually is assaulted my uh my skeptical yeah. my my yeah. view of them is much more skeptical than yeah. it would be otherwise. agreed agreed um then we have josh d marshall gave us ten dollars thank you just mugged someone in the comment section for your beer money matt i think i got it <laughs> thank you <laughs> thank you for that. And then we have $50. Ooh, thank you very much from chicken fried monkey blonde. You're beautiful. And Matt, you're freaking hot. Oh, I can neither confirm you. nor deny that y'all's use of logic makes y'all hotter. It sounds like a text, a Texan. Um, keep doing it, yeah. what you do. Even we Southerners, Ayo, uh, the ones without burning crosses and weird sheet costumes. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Chicken fried monkey. I really appreciate that. Um, we have a friend of the show, Dan Irish, $5. Only cucks would think Trump would quit. Yeah, Matt, quit cucking. Well, always. Oh, so it's the first time. Oh, I mean, is this the first time I've really cucked out? Is that what we're going to say? <laughs> I like how Matt's defense is like, yeah, I'm a cuck. What's the premise of this show? <laughs> What's the title of it right down below me? I mean, come on. You're not no, but really I'm not going to go. It's like I sent you that comic. There was that comic of like, do you know how empowering it is to be a literal cuck and watch your significant other be, uh, well, it's, it's railed I, I out by a stranger yeah, or a, a friend. <laughs> I don't go that far. Okay. This is all ironic. I don't go that far and try to make this serious case, but there are people who do. Oh boy. Oh, we're yeah. the comments on this episode are going to be, are going to be top notch. Yeah. Um, Let's see. And then the last one is from message deleted and he gave us uh 10 Euro and then we're all caught up. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, appreciate, uh, appreciate everybody putting up with this super chat policy change again. It's, I don't want it to have to be that way, but you know, gotta be, that's the, that's the way it works. And it's not that we don't appreciate the smaller contributions. Of course we do. And, uh, in the face of all this garbage that's going on with YouTube, man, this, this show doesn't happen to the, to, with the yeah. effort and the time put into it that, that, uh, we're able to do without, without super chat and without people. So literally saving the day uh, yep. on my channel for sure are the super chatters. But, um, but yeah, uh, I teased it. I hope I, I trust, I know, uh, 
well, if there's one thing I know about Sticks, he shows up when he says he's going to show up. So I'm not worried about the ghosting this coming week. But I'm, in, I'm excited to have him back. I think that's going to be too. really fun. It's going to be the so, redemption episode. We should call gosh, it that. You, you, well, you do whatever you want. I'm not persuaded that it was this disaster that you think it was. I was but, really nervous, too, I, I got to yeah. say. Well, the other thing about that show, too, um, is that that was closing weekend at Big Sky, the snowboard area here. So yeah. I came into that show like underprepared because that's it was April 16th. That was the last was day. Was that the episode you were drunk? No. When was I drunk? One time. Not like really drunk, but you were like we got on and you're like, I'm pretty drunk. No, I don't think I don't think that's ever happened. It totally did. Totally did. Was it maybe on Wednesday? Not on a Sunday. <laughs> I take Sunday too seriously. You had done some man thing in in nature with some of your gay friends. I don't, oh, I don't maybe I don't know point is that I was underprepared for that show too so we'll get some redemption anyway <laughs> uh <laughs> that'll be that'll be on Sunday thank our super chatters as much as we can we appreciate you guys as well as our live chatters live viewers and everybody tuning in despite the Game of Thrones season finale and I had to miss the Vikings game for this but they were getting wrecked anyway <laughs> so it's probably to my uh, betterment anyhow we appreciate you guys ship posting away keeping us honest Letting us know when uh, car attacks are in fact Islamic attacks and not mental health issues. Uh, if you're listening on YouTube or on an audio platform later on demand, we appreciate you as well. Thank you kindly for supporting the show. Remember, there is more material. You can get the call-in show on demand. You can listen to other interviews we've done. That's all on the audio platforms of the show. iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud. Those links are all in the description. Convenient for you. And you can email us. That is beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. Take your questions, requests, or suggestions there. We will be back next Sunday with Sticks, Hex, and Hammer 666. I'm proud that I pronounced that correctly on the first try. Because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd. It's not the press. It is Beauty and the Beta. See you then. <laughs>